Hello, love buddies. Welcome back to another episode of The Wedded Podcast with your hosts, Jen and Steve Van Elk. We are a semi-professional look at wedding planning and marriage. Basically, we're going to help you get together and hopefully stay together. Jen, you shared something into our Facebook group this week that real quick before we get to our topic, our topic today, we're going to be talking about things that a blog said a lot of brides regret. What we're going to talk about is things that you might regret not having or having. Mm-hmm. But real quick before we get there, I wanted to talk about this thing you posted in our Facebook group. It says couples in happier relationships say these seven words more often. Yeah. What are those seven words for you? This thing is all like these seven words, but then it's a bunch of sentences. You make me laugh. That's four words. That's not one word. Yeah. You're the best. Actually, if you just said you make me laugh, you're the best. That would make me really happy in our relationship. Your feelings matter to me. Thank you. So it's, it's more like seven sayings. You mean a lot to me. I need you. Very positive things. I think mine is out of, actually it's not on this list, which I'm really surprised, but mine is, I bought you sushi. (laughs) That's not fair because I was going to make that joke that you say that to me (laughs) and you just stole that joke from me. But honestly, I get much happier in our relationship because you buy me sushi. What Jen's referring to is tonight I bought her sushi. It was pretty good. So Jen, after I get done buying you sushi though. Yeah. What else? What else? What else keeps our marriage happy that we say to each other? I think that as long as we show each other our appreciation, for instance, when Steve takes out the trash or does the dishes, then if I notice it, then I say, thank you so much for taking out the trash. Thank you for doing the dishes, just as he does the same for me. And I think that it does make us much happier, even though I would say that it's, quote unquote, our job's as homeowners to pick up after ourselves and to to clean but honestly showing appreciation for whatever task that someone has done is very i think it makes people much happier i think you're really funny it makes me happy when you say that to me it doesn't happen very often usually it's like you're annoying me shut up and get out of here <laughs> it does happen quite a bit actually I think I do like that one too, because it knowing that I could be with someone for 12 years and still make them laugh and for them to still think I'm funny. <laughs> I don't know. It, just, it makes me feel good. I know saying those things to him makes him feel good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that keeps me happy is when you say, let's watch Doctor Who tonight. Only if it's followed up really though by... And just so you know, I think you're better looking than David Tennant. I will remember that. (laughs) I'm glad you'll remember that. And for those who have no idea what Doctor Who is, David Tennant is an actor in that. Well, he's not in it for this season, but I kind of like him. He's the head detective of Broadchurch. He was the purple man in Jessica Jones. He was in Harry Potter. He was in Harry Potter as uh, Barty Crouch Jr., the tongue stuff. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why. Why, why did hot. they make him do that? It's so weird. So do we want to talk about things people regret from their weddings? Um, so we're going to be talking a lot in this episode about an article I found in a wedding shaming group. I know, shame on me for being in a wedding shaming group. 
but the article was all about things people regret. Well, okay. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I joined the wedding shaming group just to see if any of our like couples or anybody would be there and just kind of be defensive about that. Just because if you are in those groups, not everybody in, in those groups are terrible people, but just some of the comments that I read, it's very, very gross. So I ended up leaving those groups, but Steve still, he can separate himself from that. So oh, no, it's dragging me down. The other day, somebody <laughs> was like, did you see this star Wars engagement shoot? Like it's a cool shoot, but for an engagement shoot. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Heaven forbid somebody in this life has some sort of interest other than, you know, just getting the normal engagement photos. And heaven forbid that they say, let's take this thing I'm interested in and do that in my engagement photos. Heaven forbid we have any creativity in this world. That's the, that's the point I'm getting to with those groups. It's just anything different, anything unique. They just, they crap all over it. And it doesn't matter how cool it is. It doesn't matter how good it looks. It's just like, did you do something other than, you know, what every single basic bitch does? Oh, well, we're going to shit all over what you did. They were shaming somebody for wearing sneakers and they were had like the coolest looking sneakers I'd ever seen. It was like high heel sneakers with a floral print on the side. And I was just like, oh, that's cute. I just I can't even with these yeah, people like, like th they exist just to shit on other people. I think a lot of people are just miserable people and they want they absorb negative energy of other people and it makes them feel better. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> Honestly. If that is going to keep you from doing something you really want to do, all I can say is if for some reason your photos end up in a group like that, it's going to be forgotten within the next day because there's going to be a million other things. There's in there. like 80,000 people in that group now. The group when I first joined had like 7,000 people and it's really blowing up. They keep taking uh, things from the group, and Lisa and Rebecca from The Secret Life of Weddings were talking about this in their most recent episode. They keep taking things that are posted in the group and then making them into da Daily Mail articles, the website da Daily Mail. So apparently there's a reporter or several reporters from the Daily Mail lurking in that group, and they're posting these wedding shaming, these shaming things. Yeah. And they're posting them with, like, people's names so-and-so said this so-and-so said that like oh boy yeah so yeah well hopefully that, th that group's people... gonna implode real soon I yeah feel like. well and i think that i hope that that makes people realize like this is although it's a a locked group it's a, a closed group it's not closed so be careful what you say because it could ultimately get back to the, the person that you posted it about and really damage some relationships so let's let's talk a little bit about this article about um, regrets that you might have after your wedding. Okay, all I can say is take this with a grain of salt because Jen and I, I wanted mean... to talk. Jen and I wanted to talk about this because it sparked conversation between us, not because we endorse what was written, because we don't. Yeah, there are some things that are there are things on this list that can apply to most people, but. I think the author takes it to the extreme and goes very, I don't know, what, what would be a good word for it? High maintenance? Well, it's a little bit much for me. Hi hypercritical? Yes, but also it's just very high maintenance. <laughs> like yeah. It's very high maintenance. And honestly, 
there are some themes on here that I could somewhat relate to, but if I were to look back at our wedding and say, okay, these are the things I actually regret, none of them are actually on this list. So let's get to it, Jen. First up on the list, they say paying extra for non-watermarked photos. Now, Jen and I are both photographers. We shoot weddings. How often have we delivered watermarked photos to our clients? Never. Wait, I'm sorry. What was that? Never? Did you, did you say never? Never. Yeah. And we, okay. Maybe there are photographers out there that Not- do deliver watermarked photos and you have to pay extra for the non-watermarked photos. Not only are we wedding photographers who have never delivered watermarked photos to any of our couples, my other podcast is all about wedding photography and mm-hmm. I have never once heard... From anybody who listens to the podcast, I've never seen in a single wedding photography group that I'm in as research, a single person say that they send watermarked photos to their clients. The only time that ever happens is if the client didn't pay for the photos to begin with, and the photographer is just posting them on their own personal blog. But delivered photos to a client, I've never heard of people sending them watermarked photos. And the reason that the author said to get non-watermarked photos is for submission reasons. So submitting them to wedding blogs or wedding magazines. Of course, wedding blogs and magazines aren't going to want that. But honestly, that is something you should be talking to your photographer about and making sure that it's okay for you to be submitting. Because there's a big possibility if this is a wedding that is a good fit for a blog, maybe they've already submitted it somewhere else. Well, also, this is a topic that Dustin and I are going to be talking on my other podcast because of this specific question or regret. As a bride or groom who has paid money for photos, you do not own the copyright to those photos. So you are not actually allowed to submit the photos without the photographer's permission. You're allowed to use those photos for yourself, your your own personal use. You can print them out on canvases, hang them up around your house. You can get an album made. Um, You can get them printed off and just like hang them on your fridge or whatever you do with like the small little prints. But you cannot use your wedding photos as marketing material for your company. You can't use them as something you put into a blog post or into a slideshow video that you're creating for some other reason. Who knows what? Those photos are licensed to you, but you don't own them. Is that right? Am I, am yeah, I for the most part. Right? There, it just depends on how it's described in the contract. But for the most part, you receive a certain right to the photos, but it's not a copyright to the photos. Mm-hmm. You're actually receiving the ability to, for not all, but for most cases, being able to print, make products for your own personal use for your wedding. If it's not wedding related, more than likely it won't be under that copyright or that lease. It's just good to talk to your photographer about that so you know exactly what you can use. The best thing to do if you are looking to use some of the photos after the wedding, talk to your photographer. Just ask them a couple questions about how you can use the photos, if it's okay if you could use the photos for certain things. We've actually had a bride approach us about using one of their the photos that we captured of her wedding, her engagement ring uh, for a jewelry store she worked for. Um, and so we set that up for her. Uh, those are some things that you definitely need to ask because honestly, the 
jewelry company could not use that photo without permission from us um, just for that, the copyright reasons. But copyright's no joke, so especially don't use photos from your wedding in any marketing material, because on my other podcast, we have covered a few instances where people have done that, and the photographer has then sued them, and the photographer always wins in those cases because they own the copyright. So unless you get permission from your photographer to use it, then you really, you really got to be careful with that kind of stuff. I mean, I would say most photographers will be like, cool, you know, and they're not going to sue you, but... They do have that ability or right if they want to. So just be careful out there. Yeah, let's look at the next topic. Uh, the uh, The author titled it The Open Bar Dilemma. Oh, what's the dilemma with an open bar? That That sounds like not a problem. That sounds like a solution to the problem of your guests having a boring time. I, I think the dilemma is not having enough alcohol and having too much like paid paying too much for the alcohol so you uh, maybe you purchase too much like maybe a bottle of vodka per person like maybe that's a little too much uh, i typically go with a bottle of vodka for every two people when i do an open bar oh yeah that seems like quite a bit um although that is the suggestion which is kind of weird <laughs> so no. what my question is okay on the list champagne a bottle per three persons Vodka, a bottle per two persons. Wine, a bottle per person. Beer, one to five bottles per person. Is this each, like, if you are getting having all four of these things, that's how many you would have? But if you're, or is it meaning, like, you're only having champagne, you should have a bottle per three persons? You're only having champagne. You're having a wedding I wouldn't want to go to. Unless it's just champagne for the champagne pour. Like, that's cool. But, like, if... I'm expected to drink alcohol at your wedding. <laughs> you like so I can't bougie. say no. Like I can't say no to alcohol. If I'm expected to drink this alcohol you brought, <laughs> <laughs> you think I'll drink champagne? I need one to five bottles of beer. Okay, so you're the opposite of bougie. Okay, I, I see. I see. I really, honestly, it's it's not very clear, but. Oh my gosh, people, you do not need a bottle per two persons of vodka. Oh my gosh, that is way too much. If your friends and family are drinking a half a bottle of vodka, a third bottle of champagne, a full bottle of wine, and five bottles of beer, Lord help you, because that is going to be a shit show. You're going to have a bullfrog wedding, 20 person fist fight, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is. A, a lot but i think individually yes i yeah, i can see how that would be but still wine like a bottle per person seems like quite a bit jen and i have a bottle of vodka that will last us for six months no i think we in our entire marriage we've bought maybe three bottles of vodka in our entire entire marriage Oh, so I wasn't being generous enough with how long no, it was. not at all. We have a bottle of Svedka vodka right now. When did we buy that? Almost a year ago. Yeah. Wow. No, 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 no. We bought that mm. almost three years ago. <laughs> Does it go bad? No, vodka doesn't go it. Wait, I've watched Arrested Development. It goes bad. You got to finish it once you open it. Maybe that's why we don't like vodka because we never finish it when we open oh, it. Oh man! Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. 
All right. Speaking of uh, drinking a half a bottle of vodka, the next thing on the list is spoiling yourself while you're wedding planning. I remember this very clearly from when we were engaged. You would say things to me all the time like, we're only engaged once. And I never understood that. So I don't understand why people should spoil themselves when they're engaged. Because to me, it's, it's like, it's, but, but, but you have the rest of your life to yellow with this person. You only live once, but you, you're living it with this person. Yo-yo. Yo-yo. <laughs> you only... Engage once. <laughs> now, listen, though. Yo-yo. Yo-yo-yo. The, the whole engagement the period is a celebration. The wedding is the end of the celebration. It's also the biggest part of the celebration, but the engagement period should be the time where you're celebrating. I mean, you have all the parties, you have the the stag, bachelorette, bachelor I don't understand. Party. The engagement time was when we were stress eating, stress drinking, and stress planning. Isn't that how I you was. do it right? <laughs> well, uh, okay. You, you One, were stress planning. I was stress eating and stress drinking. So listen about this though, Steve. There are things out there that you will not be able to partake in after you are married or, for instance, I honestly think this was this made the list because it's a sponsored ad. I don't think that it was something that they were like, ooh, this is the best of the best. But there was a box subscription that they listed and it's, it's I, I don't think I've, I don't really feel like giving them more publicity. But it's just, it's all about being a bride and all about being engaged and things that are, that say maid of honor on it that you can give to your maid of honor and did bride slide. Did we just hit on why this whole article seems so weird and poorly written? So. Is it all because it's just one giant advert for this thing? <laughs> I think it's one that ad was, for this place, for this so, thing. So this, the, this, uh, this subscription as as, box company wrote the whole thing and then just sent it to this blog? Yes, honestly, Stephen... I think as soon as I opened this up and I saw that, I thought, oh my gosh, this is what this is. Because this is learn more about blank subscription blog. We were blocks. approached by somebody who wanted to to pay us to put adverts, advert uh, or content into our blog for us. Mm -hmm. And they were going to pay us. <laughs> we're approached by them today. Oh, I didn't know about this. What? Oh, I just deleted it. It was it was like it, the the big thing they said in it was and we would prefer it if you didn't include sponsored post tags in these posts. And all I could think is this is shady as hell. No way. Cuz as soon as you start doing sponsored posts but you don't say this is a sponsored post, that's when you lose all integrity and you lose all trust with the people who are reading your blog and subscribe yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. I don't see that on there. But the fact that they have so many links and buttons that you can purchase things from. Suggests it's sponsored. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that it's sponsored. But now let's talk about spoiling yourself before something. Um, we did not spoil ourselves really before the engagement. In fact, no. that's one of the things you've actually said you do regret. You know, honestly, there's just one thing I wish that I would have been like, if I were to get married now, I would have been able to do this straight out of college. No, I probably wouldn't have been able to do that because I was still seeking a job. I wish that I would have bought a an electric really... car. Oh, no. Tesla. Oh my gosh. How much money do you think that I was going to have or I, I have you, now? 
No. Do you think that I'm like, oh, wow, I'm engaged. I can afford a Tesla now. No. I don't know. I don't know you. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly wish that I would have splurged on a pair of shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I wish I would have splurged on several pairs of shoes, driving loafers. Um, yeah, your twenty dollars shoes. Dr- <laughs> no, not twenty dollars. The good ones. <laughs> no, I just I am a shoe person. I love expensive shoes. Pretty much everything else, I'm like, eh. Like I don't really care that much about. But I really like expensive shoes, and I wish that maybe a pair of Valentino heels, like stilettos. I would have loved to be, that be my splurge. And I feel like if you do have it in your budget, that is like the best time to do it, especially if you probably won't end up doing it after. Um, if you can fit that into your budget, then why not? Like do one yeah. one splurge. I am also a shoe person. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy shoes that like don't give me planners fasciitis, you know, <laughs> just crazy <laughs> stuff like that. He loves shopping in the nurse section for the shoes. <laughs> you know, those comfies. We're wedding photographers. We got to take care of our feet. <laughs> On wedding days, we'll walk like seven to eight miles. Okay, so the next one, um, I guess, kind of relates to like splurging Stop. and Stop. spoiling Stop. yourself. Stop. I'm not done. I'm not done with talking about the last one. <laughs> okay. So splurging during the engagement period. Um, so this is something I wanted to talk to you about because. While we didn't do anything before the engagement, we did talk a lot before both of our children about going on some sort of baby baby moon before they came. So, I mean, this doesn't have to just apply to engagements. Like, uh, right? No? Is that the, no, the, yeah, the whole thing I, we're doing here is like, no, you should do while I you're think, engaged? No, it's so true. I mean, you could also do the same, like, you want to spoil yourself and splurge before you die yeah (laughs) isn't that what your whole life is splurging before you die (laughs) i mean that's how i've been living this year 2019 (laughs) hashtag yolo the year we lost our house hashtag yolo (laughs) i think that you can turn anything into this is a quote-unquote special time so I'm going to splurge. Okay. Well, we can talk about baby moons later, but yeah. I just want to get this out here about how ridiculous it is. The whole concept of a baby moon is built on, well, after you get married, you go on a honeymoon and it's just the two of you. So before you have a baby, you go on a baby moon without the, ba- and it's like, well, why would it be called a baby moon? Shouldn't it be like an anti-baby okay, moon? And let's, a pre-baby let's, moon? Wow. Let's just continue on. Let's go to the next one on the list. <laughs> Uh, can't say that I've had this before. Ceremony food. Ceremony food we have not had personally, but we've seen it at a few weddings we've done. Also, the last wedding we just shot, ceremony drinks. Yeah, we've had, we've definitely had couples serve champagne. As soon as the couple or as soon as guests walk through the door, they're handed a glass of champagne. No, Jen, last wedding we shot, they were handed beer wine it was great yes or the right crowd it works but we have not had like hors d'oeuvres or i don't know did you see what they had suggested for that list we've done a wedding where they passed out some sort of confection some sort of candy some sort of sugary sweet but i think that was more like 
Now your kids won't be running around while they're waiting for the ceremony to start. There's a sweetie. Oh, I'm glad you think that candy's also called sweeties when <laughs> old people nuts. are referring to it. They're nuts. So take your sweeties, sweetheart. This is, this is really up to you if you want to do this. But I mean, unless you're inviting like panda bears to your wedding, I think your guests can wait until the cocktail hour. They don't need to be nibbling on stuff. Yo, while yo, yo. You... Thanks for showing up to my wedding. Here's some bamboo. <laughs> You don't need to be nibbling on stuff while you say your I do's. Well, like, I heard that bamboo gets panda bears high, so maybe you should hand out some champagne, mar- champagne, champ, champ, champagne, marijuana, champagne. Oh my gosh, it's not legal everywhere, Steve. So they cannot be. I'm not champagne. saying that it's legal. <laughs> okay, uh, first dance song. Really, people have regrets for their first dance song. Do you regret our first dance song? Absolutely not. Jen and I went down the uh, to the to the dance. We went down to the dance floor together. <laughs> went down oh. to the river to dance. <laughs> went down to the river to dance. The devil came up to greet us. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, so so we don't regret our first dance song. I don't know. We I mean we've chatted a little bit about first dances. It's not a must. A lot of people do. I'm glad we did. A lot of people will say hey, don't do this for a wedding. And then they'll turn around and do it for their for their own wedding. So do whatever is best for you. Take what we say, again, like from the beginning, what I said, take it with a grain of salt. Salt grain it. Yes. And plan your wedding the way that you want it to be planned. Isn't salt really crystals though? So salt crystal it, I think. No? Are you, are you going to kill me right now? No, I'm just... I'm looking at this. I'm trying to figure out why first dance song would be a regret. Because they don't plan. They they just rock back and forth like we did. And they don't plan out like a elaborate dance. But that's not for everybody. Like the ones that it works like the the ballroom dance or the choreographed dance. It's it works for them because it's like them. People who try to end up doing a choreographed dance who are not dancers who aren't going to do a dance well they just end up getting really frustrated and stressed out about the first dance and that's honestly not what it's about like the first dance isn't about trying to entertain your guests like if you do a first dance it should be about you and your your spouse yeah that's why jen and i ended our first dance by making out real hard in front of everyone it was amazing (laughs) this is why we don't have friends Number six, they say getting a hotel for the wedding night. Who doesn't do that? I don't, I don't... know anyone who doesn't do that. <laughs> this list is so weird. <laughs> I mean, weird. some people will go to their house and stay there, and that's fine. But I don't know if... I've never heard anybody say that they regret that. We almost did that. We did, but we ended up staying at a hotel. I almost wish that we would have stayed at our place first. Like our new place. Yeah. Uh, the next one on the list is family portraits. <laughs> Oh, I totally regret family portraits. <laughs> but the the author says that you should get more family photos. My favorite thing is that the author of this wrote that you should get more family photos, especially with your extended family. But then when you scroll through, it's uh, the pictures included with this part of the post. It's a bride with her dad, a bride with her bridesmaids, and another bride with her bridesmaids picture. It's like, <laughs> if, if you're going to say that these family photos are so important, like, 
do the work to yeah. find some photos. Yeah. We, we, we will this include is, a yes, link to the article, even though really we don't hard. really want people to look at it. But <laughs> it's very you know. visual. Um, it, it says to discuss. Okay. For the most part, we're hiring a good photographer. There's going to be things that are addressed, like family photos. Some of the questions that they have on there is how, like, how many family photos would you like, or family pictures would you like to have? I think just saying 12 is not great with that. I think it's more of like, you should list out the photos that you want to be captured. Like you and your your significant other with your grandparents, you and significant other with your parents, like doing those will be very helpful to make sure that everything is captured. But I will say that some of our favorite photos from our weddings are the candid ones. We didn't do anything with the family photos where they're nowhere on our walls. There's nowhere in our albums. It's just the candid pictures of our family members. But in, 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 in defense of people, who want to get those big extended family photos. This is what I will say as a photographer. I wouldn't know who was a part of the extended family to try to get candid photos of them later on. If we didn't do yeah. the extended family photos with them earlier on. Cause there are so many times where I will spend the morning just like photographing stuff of like the bride and the groom getting ready with different people. And then it gets to like the family photos and I'm like, Oh, that older gentleman who was like there with them, helping them get ready. He's a family friend. He's the dad. He's you no. Know, I, I would know he's if he was a dad. <laughs> like, he, he's like a fa- he's like a family friend, well, and he's course, not actually. If they're in there in the morning, they're going to be important. Your photographer knows. Yeah. The people that are there in the morning are important to you. But we don't know but, who they are until it comes time yes. for the family photos, and then we say we need the bride's dad, and okay, we'd know that one. <laughs> Damn it! Why I'm coming up with You're real stuck bad on ones. that one? Aren't you? Uh, we need the the groom's best friend cousin. Yes. Who's also the best man. Damn it. <laughs> well, it, it's also a good way. There's a lot of, uh, for most weddings that we shoot, there's a lot of older couples there. And a lot of times it's really hard to tell whether or not they're grandparents or if they're just family friends or maybe extended family that are didn't know the couple very well. We just, it's really nice to see who we can focus on. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to do like a formal extended family photo of everyone. Honestly, just doing that one photo is that we're, we're photographers, but we don't have, most of us don't have photographic memory. So we're not yeah. going to remember every single person that was in that photo, but it does give us an idea of who the important characters are in your reception in your wedding. Plus, it helps me then later when I'm going through all the photos to pick out which ones are keepers and which ones are garbage. I'm joking. We don't shoot garbage photos. Yeah, Steve just shoots perfectly. He yeah. never, he never, I, I've misfires, never missed focus you know? ever yeah. in my life. I've never over or underexposed. Everything's perfect. It's crazy. Um, but when I'm going through and calling, it helps me if we have family photos because then. I I have to go through every single family photo and make sure everybody's eyes are open and that their faces look good, that they're not smiling weird. So I get to know their faces. So then when I'm going through the reception and picking like which photos to keep, I'm more apt to pick photos of family members than non-family members Yeah, that we're going to keep, edit, and deliver to our clients because 
I know that the family is in most cases, not all the time, but in most cases more important to the yeah. uh, people getting married. Well, I mean, the way just talking about our process, like we're going to keep good photos no matter what. Like, but we know at least when it comes to the the album, we know which ones to include. And it's going to be the people that you spent the most time with at that the day of the wedding. So um, next on that list, Stephen, what do you think about that? Skin Savior? Skipped one. My favorite one. Oh, oh. <laughs> next on the list. This is the one that got me fiery and angry and mad and made me want to talk about this. The next one is Picture Perfect Arms. Oh. Uh, is that all you want to say? Well, you, you got more fiery and angry and mad oh, than yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, what really, like, first just reading that, I was just like, ugh. Okay, so what is your definition for perfect, picture-perfect arms? Uh, just look at me flex, babe. Look at this yeah, definition. Are, man, those are oh, good yeah. looking. I want to photograph the hell out of those. Yeah, you can you can f- see that there's skin and uh, there's there's a cylinder thing with a fleshy cylinder thing. That's my, oh my arm. Oh, gosh, yeah. please. Oh, please don't say fleshy, fleshy, fleshy cylinder thing. Please don't say that. All right. So the definition for picture perfect arms apparently is, is to work hard at the gym. It's important to stay fit. However, don't overdo it as too lean and overtrained arms might look brutal. Cannot believe that well you know i get this because like i see a woman walking in and she's just been crossfitting every day of her life she comes in maybe like in like some sort of leather bikini thing and she's like and no wait that's xeno warrior princess that's a good look and she's awesome yeah no that's something i liked very much when i was younger (laughs) oh gosh okay so okay just Seriously, rip that out of the screen, screen, roll it into a ball, catch it on fire, and throw it into a trash can. This is bullshit. Like, all of this, no. Like, you do whatever you feel the most comfortable with. If you want to have super toned arms, uh, do it. Because I, like, I totally get it. You, you have what you've envisioned yourself to be a certain way in your wedding dress. Now, if you don't ever make that goal, you're still going to look back at those photos and see them as the most beautiful photos. Like I didn't hit what I wanted to weigh. And I look back at those and I was like, man, I was a skinny little bitch that <laughs> would have been nice. I didn't hit what I wanted to weigh either. And I look back and I think, oh man, my arms were hidden the whole time by my tuxedo <laughs> sleeves. I needed to get my pythons we sh- out. We should have cut the sleeves off so you could show your arms off. I'm sure There's the rental place ones. would yeah. have loved that. Biggest mistake, biggest regret I have from our wedding, I rented a tuxedo. I wish I would have bought a suit. I wish she would have too. A, or or bought a tuxedo, one but of the two. the next Something suit that you tailored. bought when we were married was ugly as hell. Ooh, so. Oh, babe. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. no. I would ever want to, I'm glad that you, you were there something. with me when I picked that suit out. So don't act like you're blameless in this. It's a bad suit. And we were both on board. <laughs> no, I never was on board. Like this is attractive. I was like, you have to have a suit for work. So let's just go. Let's just it get it and go. It had pinstripes. The Yankees have pinstripes. It was a good it was look. Light. Okay. So I get it. 
your arms are more than likely going to be exposed in your dress. If you're very insecure about your arms, there's things about myself I'm insecure about as well. Consider wearing a dress that covers your arms or you can just say, hell with it. I'm awesome. I don't care. And then just (laughs) have a wedding and let those arms be squishy and fly around. That's the best way to just approach it because this there's no reason why anyone has to be have a perfect body for their wedding day. This really actually kind of bothers me because uh, your body is perfect no matter how it looks on your wedding your, day. Your idea any other day. of what a perfect body is. And I mean, we see it in the the groups of people shaming people and it's horrible. Honestly, this is your wedding day. You want to look like yourself. Don't try to make your body as perfect as it possibly can for your wedding day so you can look back at those photos and then like go back to normal. I am actually kind of glad that I never got to my goal weight because now I can look back and say, okay, at least I looked like myself at that point in time and not like someone drastically different. This is weird for me as a guy because... I don't I don't feel the pressure of the way I look the way that I feel like a lot of women do. So For I don't many reasons and, though. And I don't really understand what's going on as far as like the the mental pressure that's put on them. Like I understand they're under a lot of pressure and I understand that women are more frequently judged based on how they look, but I can't comprehend what that's like because I'm not a woman, so I don't I've never felt it like that. So it, to me, I'm just, it, it really pisses me off when I see stuff like this because this is a pressure that I've never felt in my life. And I don't, I don't like other people having to feel it. I don't feel like it's good or healthy. I feel like, I feel like a lot of my mental health can be attributed to the fact that I've never been put underneath this kind of yeah. stress. And my mental health is tenuous as hell as is. So. So honestly, I just want to skip all of the body, like the body you regrets. Want, you don't want to talk about the skin saver? No, no. You just, honestly, weddings are stressful. If you break out, just make sure you have a good makeup artist. And if, honestly, if you don't care and you have a good photographer who's willing to Photoshop your face, then let's skip that one. Honestly. What I, about when people get makeup done and like they don't look like themselves anymore? What about when people get makeup done and they don't look like themselves anymore? Here's the thing. You do you? No. Like if that's how you want to look, like that's, that's cool, okay. right? Okay. If it is too much. I will say that with photos though, it's going to look a lot less. So, I always say to go a little bit more and a little bit more dramatic than you typically do just because in the photos it's not going to show up as much uh and then you're going to look it's going to look more natural. But if you really are a person that never wears makeup, just try to find a a makeup artist that will do it as natural as possible. Again, the photos really wash people out. It makes them look not like themselves. So if you do add a little bit more, it's going to help you look like yourself in the photos. But for most people, when they attend bigger events like a gala or a wedding themselves more than likely they're going to dress up like I dress differently for work than I do for attending a wedding like I will 
do full makeup. I will have eyelash extensions. Typically, um, I'll leave my hair down. I'll curl it. Um, and I don't do that when I'm at work. And a lot of times when we do weddings too, Jen spends the whole time like, oh, hello, Mr. Van Ilk. I bet you didn't recognize me. And I'm like, what are you doing right now? So she's like a lot of voice work too to try to get into the character of a wedding photographer. Can you, can you give a, the the people listening a little taste of what you sound like on a wedding day? I have no idea what you're talking about. I have I'm no sorry, idea. I can't what play you're into this about. joke because I have no idea what you're talking about. I've been drinking cigarettes all day. Okay, well, have fun drinking those cigarettes. I'm going to move on in the list. <laughs> So the one thing that was regretted was a dress switch. I think it was not switching the dress, right? It was having a, like, more than one dress. It was, yeah, they're, they're saying to consider having two dresses, which I think is kind of like a bad and bougie thing. Like, like not if everybody can, can afford, it, not everyone do, can afford two dresses. It. But, like, especially if you really like to get down and dirty on that dance floor in that big ballroom uh, skirt is just not fitting for that then yeah switch yeah, to your you know, dress if you got to take your cinderella stepsister corset and hoops off so you can really dance you know and breathe then you got to do what you got to do and oh my gosh our daughter has watched cinderella so many times the live action version. she's watched it it was just on repeat today she didn't watch it the whole time oh but she would not let us turn it off she was most of the time playing in a different room but if you turned it off she'd run in screaming she has bat-like hearing, just echolocation. So, okay, multiple dresses. Not, It's not going to be something you regret. But if you want to do it, then go ahead and do it. We've had, we had one bride who she had oh, three dress changes. Yeah, first she came out in a dress, then she came out in a skirt and a jean jacket. And then at, towards the end of the night, she just put on a Snuggie and came out in that. <laughs> The back was all hanging open. That you visual, could see everything. Just like my dream come true. We've had we've had uh, multicultural weddings before. We've also had um, where there was multiple changes there because they were doing uh, more than one ceremony for uh, the different um, respective like belief systems. We've and had stuff. we've also had a, a Korean wedding where they had a wedding gown and then had their their attire their wedding attire for korea like in korea uh, and then they just uh, she just switched into a, a regular dress so she didn't have to put her ball gown back on so that was something we had one bride who couldn't decide between two dresses there were two like shorter dresses and she ended up buying both of them for the reception so she had her longer dress for the ceremony and then a shorter dress for their first dance and then in the middle of dancing she switched to another one because she just couldn't decide so there's nothing wrong with that if you have it in your budget then um, why not this doesn't just apply to brides and dresses we've had grooms to have who have changed clothes yeah they've they've gone from like the full suit and tux i mean for guys it's kind of easy it's like if i want a more relaxed look i take off the jacket I leave yeah. on the vest. I roll up the sleeves. But we, we have had some guys who are like, no, I'm actually going to switch into like a custom tailored suit and out of the tux when we get to the dance floor yeah. because I want to look more like how I present on a normal day. Um, we've had guys who have... Do we have a guy who like stripped down? 
Nope, 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 nope. Got to cut nope. that out. Didn't strip down. <laughs> Didn't strip down. Wow. <laughs> Didn't we have some strippers do a wedding and just put on a show for everyone? Yeah, it was great. No, uh, no I'm trying to think. I feel like we had a wedding where uh, the guy like took off the... I'm like, sorry, I zoned out. I didn't even know what you were saying. The, the guy took off like the tux and then he just put on like a pair of dress pants and like a dress shirt, but like took the tux off and sent it away. Because it had to go back like the next day, and he was yeah, just like, "I'm, sure I'm done with it." Definitely you know? happened before. But I mean, um, the, all those things can be like a really good look. Uh, my favorite is like you just take off the tux, and then like you grab your Daft Punk robot helmet, and you wear that for the rest of the night. Yeah, mine too. Um, but I honestly don't think it's something you're going to regret. I don't think you're going to look back and say, "Oh man, I wish I had three dresses." But if you have three dresses, then rock it. Like, why not? Now the shoes this is something i can definitely attest to and agree on agree upon especially being a bride uh in the past and also working weddings every single day uh actually as a wedding photographer i changed my shoes two times i have three pairs of shoes i bring with me i wear a pair of heels uh to set a good first impression i wear a pair of flats and then when my feet started to hurt i switch into a pair of black nikes for the reception and so as a male wedding photographer, I have dress shoes that I wear all day while I'm shooting. And then I have driving loafers I wear when we're driving from place to place, because I found that otherwise like dress shoes have like a real hard heel on them. And when you drive, it wears down the heel of the, uh, the shoe that's pressing the gas and the brake. So after like a year of weddings, I'll have like a wedge on the back of my right foot. So I have to, I have to switch shoes. Am I bougie? Yes. (laughs) We're both kind of bougie bougie? when it comes to shoes. We like shoes. The article, this is one thing I think they really did get right, is to make sure on top of like whatever pair of shoes you're planning on wear, make sure that you have a pair of comfy flats as well. Knowing how much the bride is on her feet, you definitely don't want a pair of stilettos for the rest of the evening. Make sure you have a pair of shoes that you can switch to, especially if a longer dress, you can just hide it underneath. We, we've we actually had brides bring a pair of heels just for photo opportunities, and that is it. They wear their flats the entire day. We've had brides and grooms bring like dress shoes or whatever, and then bring boots to switch into as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of brides who go barefoot or wear sandals at the reception. Or maybe just more comfortable shoes. Maybe I'm yeah, confusing sandals with comfortable shoes. Yeah, I think it they was. wear thong flip flops at the reception from Old Navy. I, we've had a lot of couples who provided boxes of Old Navy flip flops for their couples uh, or for their guests, and I love that. I love that idea because honestly, you really don't want to be on the dance floor barefoot. We've seen so many spills and glasses break all over the floor. A lot of times things are missed, especially in the dark. And you could step on a piece of that glass and end up in the ER at the end of the night. So I would highly suggest even as a guest to bring a pair of backup shoes so that you're not barefoot on the dance floor. I would say it's almost the norm at weddings for somebody to spill a glass on the dance floor. Break a Some glass. venues we go to do not even allow you to bring glass out onto the dance floor, which I think is a good policy. But people do it anyways. People end up doing it anyways, yeah. So do you want to rock out this last one, knock it out of the park? Do you want to knock this last one out of the park with me? On the day, (laughs) don't forget to stop and celebrate. This is maybe the best advice they gave in this whole thing. Having some quality time just between the two of you is 
so important. The day is about you and not having time where you guys are just able to look at each other and just absorb what's going on without people saying, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you forever. Um, or your bridesmaids telling you about something that's going wrong. Um, having just a moment to say, we are married. Like, is so important. You can do that for during a first look. If you're not doing a first look, try to find some time, maybe before the reception starts or while everyone's eating and just skip out for maybe two minutes and spend some time just you two. Jen and I plan for there to be time after the first look, after um, the the people getting after the people getting married see each other for the first time. So they have a moment just the two of them. So we take a lot of photos when they first see each other, but then we, after maybe 30 seconds to a minute, we back off from the first look and we kind of, you know, give them some space. <laughs> like sometimes we'll walk 30, 40 feet away. If there's not like a corner we can tuck behind or something so that they just have a little time to talk to each other and just, you know, say, Hey, how are you doing today? Without worrying about somebody else listening and overhearing another time that we try to let the couple be alone right after the ceremony like when they walk out uh we try not to like jump in there and take a ton of photos because even though there's sometimes some good moments there where it's like oh th their entire bridal party's coming out and they all want to give them hugs and their mom and dad wants to give them hugs but it it's one of those things where like when you're there pointing a camera in their face like it just kind of kills the mood so during that time we try to stay back a ways and try to like shoot more with like longer range like telephoto lenses and stuff because we don't want to insert ourselves yeah. into that moment and ruin it and make them conscious about like how am i hugging this person right and well and I, it kind of reminds me of our wedding too right after the ceremony we drove off and decided that we were going to go get ice cream while they were flipping the room. It was honestly my very favorite part of the wedding. And it was just us two. We did not have a photographer with us. We didn't have it, like a bridesmaids or groomsmen trying to help with my dress. We went on our own, showed up to the ice cream place, ordered some ice cream, ate it on the way, or we ate it a little bit there. We don't have any photo ops, but I still see it as like the most special time. And honestly, we have no photos of that opportunity. And it didn't make it less special because we don't have any photos. Like it actually makes it more special. And I think there's so much emphasis on getting every single moment that you forget to actually live the moment and you think too much about the photography. So I think the major regret people are going to have is actually living in that moment and not trying to make this a Pinterest wedding where it's perfect. You want to be able to just celebrate and be a part of it. I think that if the other thing that I would have really, I would have added onto this list was having a videographer. <laughs> We didn't have a videographer for our wedding, and I really wish that we would have had a videographer. We didn't have a we, we had a we had a videographer who did just the ceremony. We didn't have a videographer who does what videographers do nowadays, where they do like coverage throughout the day of like getting the makeup on, the groom and the groomsmen getting ready, the first look, all that kind of stuff. Our videographer was just the ceremony only, and it was a friend of mine from college who did it all. Yeah. 
But it's some of the videos that they've put together uh, for videographers have put together for other weddings. I see those and I think, man, I really wish we had something like that. So our not only just for ourselves, because I honestly can look back and not have the photos and still remember how I felt and remember like exactly how things went. But Mike, it's hard to explain that to people who weren't there. So being able to show that to our kids would be just incredibly special. And they could see how, what young babies we were and <laughs> um, how our family has changed and asking the questions on who's that and seeing um, how lit our dance floor was, which I'm super proud of. I made the the dance list, the music list. So. We could not afford to hire a DJ. <laughs> we were very poor. So very, very we poor. made, we had a MacBook and a, and a list of songs on yep. iTunes. Yep. And it worked for us and that was fine. Um, if you can get a DJ, get a DJ. It's a little bit easier. But, or a band if you can. Oh, yes. I wish we would have had a band. But those aren't regrets. Those are things that, yeah, it would have been really nice if we could have had those things, but we couldn't. Um, and that that's okay. Um, I really, our wedding was different and it didn't maybe fit the norm of what today's weddings are like. Oh, it'd but, be in the shaming groups now. Oh yeah, I think so. But you know what? There's a lot of really nice weddings are in the shaming groups too. So I just say, try to plan, plan the wedding to the best of your ability and realize there are going to be things that you're going to be missing after the wedding. It's just, it's human nature to, to see things differently. I, I don't know. What am I saying? You know what I'm saying? You, you, you lead. Yeah, no, uh, what I'm saying is I really wanted to lead with that other article that you had posted in the group because I thought we weren't going to have enough content for this episode. And I think this is going to be our longest episode ever, other than maybe uh, one of our interview episodes. I think it's, I think you should plan your wedding to the best of your ability to fit your budget, fit your wants. And realize that there are going to be things that change within the wedding industry that you're going to say, oh, man, I wish that I would have been able to have that. I will say that when we got married, there was absolutely no wedding videos like that they like they make today that I was aware of, at least. Wedding videos were very cheesy and didn't really capture the couple's story, at least what I saw in our area. And I... I wish that we would have had that, but it was just like not the right time frame. Also, there's just the wedding industry has changed so drastically within the past 10 years. And there's so many things that I wish we could have had for our wedding, but that's going to be the case for everyone. People that are getting married in 2019 or 2020 are going to look back at their wedding maybe 20 years. 10, 20 years from now and say, oh, I really wish they had that for our wedding. That would have been really great. That would have been perfect for us. So just understand that there probably are going to be some regrets, but just try to do, try to plan the, to your best of your ability and don't go way over budget just for reasons of trying to make things fancy or um, don't go over extra. budget, period. It's just, it's not even worth it. Agreed. That's going to do it for us this week at Wedded. Where can listeners find us, Jen? If you want to connect with us online, you can find us at Wedded Pod 
on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners we're growing on Facebook, you can join the Wedded Facebook group. And don't forget to add your love buddies. The love buddies dash wedded podcast (laughs) Facebook group. You can also visit our website at weddedpod.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wedded. Bye. Bye, love buddy. I love you, babe. like a bird that's like trying to wake up in the morning (laughs) that was you did something completely different than what you were just doing (laughs) or maybe like a shocked bird or a bird that's trying to what are you doing right now (laughs) I was just making something for for the Patreon someday